Hi, and welcome to Living Your Soul's Journey. You are not just a person. You're a soul with a path of evolution. There is a bigger picture here, a reason for what happens to us. When we discover this deeper meaning, we receive freedom and abundance. Each week, we will be discussing matters relating to the soul, spirit, and cosmic energies. Learning how to incorporate all of these aspects into living an abundant and happy life. Isn't that what we all want? Dr. Vicki's transformational program uses intuitive and well-proven methods to identify the root cause of what is preventing success, to help bring positive change, the change your soul is crying out for you to experience. If you're lonely, sad, and stuck, then listen into the show and find out ways to become free and happy. It's easy to call into the show or simply listen. Either way, sit back, relax, and enjoy living your soul's journey. Welcome to Living Your Soul's Journey. It's a pleasure to be with each and every one of you this evening. I am so happy to be having a very special guest on the show. He is a practicing astrologer, and he's been practicing since 2000, which is like 19 years, very young person. And he is an original... He uses the original sophisticated astrological techniques developed during the Hellenistic era in Athens, Greece, and Alexandria, Egypt. And you're probably sitting there saying, whoa, what does that mean? Well, it means that he has incorporated what is being used now in the 20th century to develop the most incredible astrological programs to help you to learn more about yourself and the most wonderful aspects of Steve's sessions are his timing. So I want to bring you in. How are you this evening, Steve? I'm good. Good to be with you, Vicki. Well, it's a pleasure to have you. And I have so much to talk to you about this evening. And <laughs> I know there's just so much in an hour. One of the one of the biggest um, aspects that I want to talk about before we even get into anything is how powerful having an astrology session with you is because of your timing and your ability to know so much about history and understanding all of the astrological components that have been in our world since what 55 bc is that something like that try 5000 or 5500 bc is what they uh what the scholars think in Mes going back to mesopotamia and because of that there's a lot more in astrology, Steve, than what we are just necessarily 
learning, and this is what I really want to get over to folks tonight, is when you have an astrology, uh, just a simple reading, or you see your astrology for the day. Oh, I'm a Pisces, so, you know, this is what's going to happen to me today. That's just like, explain that to us compared to what you know in astrology and how you can help people. So, you know, we're we're talking about 7,500 years of history, right? And astrology has gone through many different um, ways of looking at life. And it really depends on the culture that's using it. And um, when good good astrology is super complex, Um, I use about 40 different objects in a chart. And uh, the whole notion of sun sign astrology Uh, I know it's very popular in modern astrology. It actually wasn't much of a thing before the late 1800s. It was a way to kind of dumb down astrology to, um, you know, frankly, make some money. But um, the the sun is very important in the chart. But good astrology has all these different moving parts to it. There's 12 houses. There's, like I said, 40 different objects. There's 12 signs. Um, there's something called moon mansions from India. There's 36 faces from Greek astrology. There's, there's all of these different, uh, ways to assess, uh, an individual, the, the path of the individual and think of like a, I don't know, a Swiss, Swiss watch, all these intricate different parts, all moving, uh, constantly throughout life. And to, kind of dumb it down to, oh, your sun sign is Pisces, is it's just not how good astrology is done. Well, one of the big matters that I find in astrology, first off, in my family, you have helped several of my members of my family because you were able to do a career session and really hone in on to what this person was supposed to be doing. Now, Funny enough, Steve, uh, that she had spent about eight months with a other person, not an astrologer, of course, but another person, and nothing, there were tests taking and all of these analyses, and I'm not putting that down because I think they're very valuable, but Mm -hmm. it, it went nowhere, and I think that... The question I have for you is I have shared so many. One of her, one of uh, the, the this person's um, teachers said, you know, how is it that she has learned all this? And I said, well, we have a great astrologer. And they said, oh, they were like quite taken back by it. And, <laughs> and, and we're in 2019. So I was taken back by it because I have had a, I, I didn't know you, but I've had an astrologer all my life. And I was in a church. And for some reason, and this is what I want to really help us to understand how astrology views fate and free will and what in the world happened in your viewpoint that made it so that if you were of a certain religion that you couldn't do astrology. So there's a little bit of history there. Um, Uh, you know, it's funny, I, I did a Google search for um, uh, mentions of astrology in the Bible, and it's quite clear. In the Old Testament, 
um, the, the God of the Old Testament, Jehovah Yahweh, very much, very clearly says, don't do astrology, uh, mm -hmm. don't do divination. But it's, it's pretty simple to figure out why. I mean, okay. um, Jehovah Yahweh is very clear through the Ten Commandments that you shall have no other gods before me. And it's a monotheistic religion, no bones about it. And see, if you think about the fact that, that astrology goes back at least to 5,000 or 5,500 BC with the Mesopotamians, those cultures, so Mesopotamia, um, Egypt had an astrology, uh, India had an astrology, um, the Persians, Babylonians, the Greeks, pretty much everybody, I th even the Hawaiians, the Incans, the um, Central American cultures, the, the Mayans, and they believed very devoutly that uh, those objects in the sky that seemed to be stars but moved on their own paths. So if, if you think of the Big Dipper, it's always looking like the Big Dipper. But the planets, they didn't know that they were planets. They thought they were stars. And they, they seemed to move on their, own, on their own will. They didn't stay within a constellation. And they thought that they were representatives of the gods. Um, in, in ancient Egypt, they thought that the constellation we know as Orion is actually a, a Greek uh, transliteration of Osiris, which was their top deity. And they thought that the stars of Orion or Osiris, that was his actual flesh. That it wasn't representative of Osiris. It was Osiris. Mm. So from that mindset, um, you can see where Yahweh, Jehovah would say, no, you shouldn't do astrology because those people are seeing the stars as gods. And with me, there's just me. There's just one God. Now, here's the deal. <clears throat> In those same, very same books, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, um, Ezekiel, um, there's also things like you shouldn't wear cotton and wool in the, on the same fabric. Um, if your brother dies, you should marry his wife. Uh, if a teenager is unruly, you stone them to death. Um, so that was all part of the law. Well, that was the whole point of Christ. He was the end of the law. We don't have to observe the law anymore. Not that Jewish law anyway. And so I mean, that's, you ask any Christian, that is the point of Christ. He was the end of the, his final sacrifice. We are now saved automatically, right? Okay. So, so Bible scholars then will say the Old Testament is for our learning. It has, it's wonderful. It's terrific. But it doesn't mean that everything now must be taken uh, as, as if it's a rule because Christ was the end of the law. And that law refers specifically to Levitical law. So that's why you have, when I first started into astrology in the mid-90s, I was kind of shocked because the the popular books at that point, they were all Christians. They were referencing Christ. They were referencing God. Um, very, very much embedded in Christianity. And I was like, I didn't. I thought they weren't supposed to mix. Well, think back in history a little bit. Um, the during the European era of astrology, so about one thousand A.D. to seventeen. 
late late 1600s AD, all the crown heads of Europe who were Christian, they had court astrologers. Elizabeth I had a very famous astrologer, John Dee. The, the papacy had um, had astrologers. So it's it's always complicated, you know, and it's it's a long history in many cultures. The deal is in in astrology today, we don't worship the stars. We True. don't yeah. we don't see them as gods. We don't we don't put them astrologers believe all different things. They're they're not monolithic. But and maybe maybe there is an astrologer who out there who worships them as a, as, as a god. I don't know of any. No author writes that way. So we're not astrology doesn't have to supplant your worship or who you who you devote your your life to your spiritual life to. It's not it's not about that anymore. It probably was back then. I think. I think Yahweh had a very good point. Um, those were gods to those people. But times have changed. And here's the deal about astrology. It's actually really, really sacred. It, it shows you what your soul, your higher self is about. It shows you why you got born into the circumstances that you did and what your main learning lessons are in life. It shows you the, the main learning dynamics and patterns of your life so that you can live a much better life. And there's multiple layers to it so you can see what's going on just this year, what's going on in a bigger picture of, of a 30-year cycle or a 10-year cycle. And if you think about it, who made those stars and those planets? I understand. God did. Yes, it's how you use the information is where the problem comes in. Yes. Well, that's very, very helpful because there are a lot of people in our world today, Steve, that could benefit from this beautiful science. And or I guess you would call it a science. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't. What would you call it? What would you call it? So I was a biology major in college. Mm -hmm. And so I understand science as we okay. use that word today. I know it's popular to say that it's a science. And if that's what you wish to do, that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, science to me is where you do a procedure, an experiment, and it comes up with the exact same result every single time. So you put sodium and chloride together and you get salt doesn't matter how many times you do it or who does it or where it is. Uh, science is after a reproducible result. It looks at uh, reality in a certain way. And even science changes. Newtonian physics was the gospel, pun intended, um, until the 60s. And then they started realizing that quantum mechanics is completely opposite of everything that we think that we know in a science way. And, and both of them are true, and they're completely opposite. So science seeks to understand life through experiment and rational, linear, logical thought. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's how we can have a radio show. 
That's how I can speak yeah. into this microphone because scientific principles helped us understand to make this microphone and the internet and all this. Correct. Yeah. The, the issue here is, is that the only valid way to look at life? There's another way. And that way looks at life through a spiritual lens. And it's actually, if you study quantum mechanics, it sounds starts to sound a lot like spirituality. Um, and there are multiple layers at which you can view something. Let's say you're looking um, uh, at a dress. Okay. You can look at it from the fine fabric that it's made of. You can look at it from um, how well it's put together. You can look at it how it looks on, on a woman. Um, and there's different priorities in each of those ways of looking at that dress. So science has its priorities and its aims, and it's very linear and logical, whereas spirituality is not necessarily that way. It doesn't um, say that there is no logic. That's not. It's it's a it's it's an intuitive, um, fluid way of looking at life, and it's really hard to describe. Actually, um, well, you're doing a great job. It makes total sense because I feel when I when I listen to you talk about astrology, it doesn't sound, I mean, it sounds spiritual, but it doesn't appear that it would cross over to anyone's viewpoint of what they believe in as far as God, other than to make their life better. No, it doesn't. It's very neutral. Yeah. It makes your life better. It's like, okay, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is what can a chart reading be for you? What could it help a person with? Let's say someone's, I don't know, they don't know what career they're going to. They have no idea what their purpose is. They don't know what to do next. How could astrology help them? I already know how, but I want you to explain it. <laughs> right. So I offer about 29 different kinds of readings. And I think that kind of sums it up. It helps you with pretty much anything you can think of as far as what is life about for me specifically? What about certain topics of life? What, what's going on with this topic? Why does it show up the way that it is? In, in a nutshell, let me, let me say it in a nutshell. It shows you why there's something out there that loves us very, very much. Because it, it, whatever that something is, you can call it God or whatever, it didn't have to give us such a detailed picture of ourselves. But it did. Yes, very much so. And it helps you with just about any category I've ever been asked about. And it, it can be as simple as what am I why what is my life about? What is my 
purpose? What are my, what am I here to do? Or it can be very specific things about, like you said, career. Um, there's a reading for relationships. What, how do I act in relationships that might be healthy or unhealthy? Especially those unhealthy ways that I act out of my unconscious. Modern astrology is very married to psychology, especially since, since Jung, Carl Jung. Yes. And it, 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 I, I've had many, many, many people through the years say, wow, that, that two-hour session or three-hour session was like five years of psychotherapy. It's true. It is. It just cuts to the chase. Yes. Why I act in certain ways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can look at how you interact with a spouse, with a child, uh, with the sibling, with the parent. What, what are the dynamics there that both work for and against us? Um, there's readings for the year. What does the year look like? What are the strong possibilities of the year? It lights the path forwards for a person, and, which brings up fate versus free will, which we can talk about later. But Yeah, I want to talk about that, yes. Uh-huh. Um, there's readings that um, deal with um, a lot of deep self-study, um, uh, what, what the nature of your higher self and soul is learning. But that's essentially what it's about. What, what is your higher self trying to do here this life? It really is no more complicated than that. And that can show up in a lot of different parts of life. Um, so there's readings for each year. Um, there's a reading for where to live on the earth. Um, uh, some places are much better than others for oh, each individual. Right. And, and that changes as you go through life. Mm-hmm. Um, now, yeah. what if you have a family? Let's say uh, that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you. Let's say there's a family with a mother and a father and they have three kids and they want to move. Do you have to do the, the chart on all three kids and the mother and father? I just do the chart for the mother and father as a combined unit. Um, I, I do know of a technique where you can, it's a, called a group chart where you put everybody in. And I personally don't go for that. Um, my belief is that the parents are responsible for the children's happiness um, in a in a spiritual sense, if you if you want to say that, and so um, because I'm not I'm not real certain that that group chart is actually a, a, a bona fide thing. Maybe it is. Maybe some astrologer out there uses it all the time. I personally don't work that way. I just use the the two parents together, and it's called a Davison relationship chart, and we we create one chart for them as a couple. And then we use that to do the astral locality. And, and the children um, are under that umbrella, that shield of, of those two souls. Okay. Now, you know, I'm sitting here. I had a birthday yesterday, and I'm sitting here looking at a, a birthday card that, that um, someone gave me. And it has a little dog on it. And I am such a dog person. I was just curious. Have you ever ever been able to do a chart on a dog that actually had a rising sign the actual time oh i want to ask you about that too the the actual time of a person or a pet's birth is vital to being able to do a complete chart why is that 
So um, I think I heard two questions in there. Yeah, so I, I, I don't do pet astrology. Okay. Um, yeah, that's just not something I've ever um, been attracted to do. Astrology is a huge, huge topic. Um, and so people tend to kind of specialize in the various areas. There's financial astrology, there's natal astrology, there's horary um let's see there's uh medical astrology so um yeah i, I don't do pet astrology I, I think i heard a second question about birth time yes that, okay yes. so remember all that that swiss watch uh metaphor i use lots of moving parts okay. so the the planets are moving across the sky at their own individual rates, which constantly varies, but they do loop over a certain amount of years. That's just a science fact. But where they are placed in a birth chart, that's a minute-by-minute minute thing. And that's determined by something that the Greeks called, and modern astrology comes from Greek astrology in kind of a zigzaggy way, um, that, that time, um, creates a certain thing in the chart called the horoscopos. That's where you get the word horoscope from. And in Greek, it literally means, um, to observe the hour of birth. So that, that horoscopos is moving one degree every four minutes of time, which is really fast. I mean, the sun takes over a day to change its degree. Saturn can take five days to change its degree. So something that moves four minutes uh, every minute is, is very, very fast comparatively. And wherever, w when, a, when a person is born, that horoscopos gets set, and that creates where everything is placed in a chart. And um, that horoscopos was so important that uh, from that horoscopos, the Greeks developed all of these different techniques that are particular to the individual versus someone else born 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes later in the very same room. Uh, yeah, it's very individualized with mm -hmm. that. And there's a lot of timing methods that flow from that um, as far as the path of your life um, based on that horoscopos, that, that time. So the time is, is so critical it's as critical as what year you're born or what month or day or the geographic location all of those go into uh, making a chart wow so when you don't have your birth time which a lot of countries don't put it down or don't see the value of putting can't. it down <laughs> then you can't do a reading correct or or can nope. you no, I mean, there's 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 some things that I can say, um, but it's, you know, probably two tenths or a tenth of what I can say with the time. It's it's that important. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes <clears throat> now there, there is a chance um, we can do something called a chart rectification. And um, the way I do it is different than I think what a lot of other astrologers do it. They, they tend to use events during the life like marriage or graduation from college or a car accident or something. Um, a lot of astrologers say that that's not a really good method. And I happen to agree with that view. 
because there are so many different timing methods that um, I think you can make things happen a lot of different times in your life. I think I can get you married several times during your life uh, using these timing methods. So it's a little wobbly for me. Um, so what I do is if, the, if there's a memory of, say, from the mother of the time, which is not always accurate, bless mm -hmm. you, but yeah. that's just how memory works. It's just a, it's been proven. Mm -hmm. um, if I have a time within three hours or so, and I have some collaborating stories from the husband or the father or maybe a grandmother who was there. So, yeah, it happened before the, the night shift um, of the nurses changed over at 8 p.m. And we went in late afternoon. Uh, if I can get some collaborating stories, then through asking a series of questions about who they are as a person, their psychology, some things that have happened to them, um, then I can usually get it down to within five or 10 minutes of an accurate time. And I've been proven this to be accurate multiple times when somebody will get an actual birth certificate weeks or months later and and sure enough, I'll, I'll be within five or 10 minutes. Oh, that's phenomenal. Now let's talk about the viewing of, of fate and free will, because I understand that people would say, well, if an astrologer says it should happen this way, then what about my free will? Exactly. What about fate? So t talk to us about that. Yeah, I think that's probably the most important question. So again, this is a this is a question of history, <clears throat> or it's rooted in history. You will read online and in a lot of books written by astrologers that stars influence us, that planets influence us. <clears throat> that word influence comes from the Latin influere. We get our word influenza from it. And it originally meant, if you look in the dictionary, the first meaning um, is the, the effluent or flowing of energy from stars into human events. Now, people can have their own beliefs, but I do not believe that stars influence us or planets influence us. It's a big thing to believe in Mercury retrograde, for instance. Yes. Uh, we're in that right now, aren't we? Supposedly. You know, you know, if Mercury retrograde were a real thing, then why don't we talk about Venus retrograde or Mars retrograde or how about Jupiter retrograde or, my gosh, how about Saturn, that big, big bad planet Saturn? How come we don't ever talk about Saturn retrograde? Never mind Uranus retrograde, Neptune retrograde, Pluto. Do you see how ridiculous it gets? Mm. Now, retrograde is a very important thing in uh, natal chart interpretation out to Saturn. It has very specific meanings. After that, yeah, you know, there's some importance. It's, it's not as much. Um, uh, when you're talking about timing, that there is something to when a planet goes retrograde, but to put all those things on poor Mercury... <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's just amazing. Um, so, for instance, um, but I don't want to get too far off the topic. Um, so, what, what is fate and free will? Now, in Greek astrology, which is where 
modern astrology comes from, um, like I said, in a zigzag kind of route. The Greeks very much believed in fate. They had many different words for fate. And some of those words were, were really good, really good fate. Some words described difficult fate. And those were codified in something called lots, L-O-T-S, in a birth chart. The, those are unknown in modern astrology. Um, but Greek astrology has been resurrected over the last um, 25 years or so. Those lots were mathematical points in the chart. There were seven main ones. Each one was associated with a, a planet, the sun, or moon. Three of those lots dealt with the good fate that befalls one. Three of those lots deal with the difficult fate that befalls one. Are you talking about karma? Because that sounds like same karma would be the same word as fate. Probably. Yeah, okay. If you were of a Eastern religion point of view. Okay. Yeah. But even karma can be a loaded word, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can. It sure can. Yeah. Doing a show on that in about two months. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So okay. the most important lot, though, to the Greeks was the one about free will. So they understood or they had the conception that we are part of our parents and our parents are part of their parents and those parents are part of their parents. We actually have a name for it in science. It's called epigenetics. It's a new field of science, two or three decades old. Uh, I've read articles on it. Um, I've been to lectures given by PhDs on it. Basically it says, Emotional trauma that happened in the past, uh, uh, the latest article I saw was 14 generations back. Mm -hmm. If that trauma or difficult situation isn't emotionally processed by that person or someone in the subsequent lineage, then it shows up in your genes. It expresses in your genes as personality traits and health issues. Not all scientists are on board yet. Uh, there was a big article in the New York Times a little while back. But... I think it's going to be proven to be a real thing. That's and fascinating. Yeah. That, that's interesting, though, that it's, it's almost like going back to the biblical. It's like the sins of the father type exactly. of. of exactly. Yeah. I said it. Yeah. Said it. Yeah. The sins of the fathers. Was it sins of the fathers and mothers should be visited upon the children? Mm -hmm. And right. Hinduism and Buddhism have the same idea. That's, that's the idea of karma. Um, a lot of people think that karma is retribution for something you did in the in you know past life that was bad well that's that's again we don't want to get too far off topic but yeah yeah that's kind of a complicated subject but the, the idea is that there is a certain amount of of focus that the soul has starting at birth your higher self and to obtain that accomplishment on those certain foci, um, there will be certain experiences in life at certain times. And it's not something imposed. It's not something imposed by a planet. It's your own path that you, as a higher self, chose. 
And astrology and numerology and tarot, they simply light the path. They simply shine a light on that path. They don't create the path. That's a beautiful statement. I wish you'd say that again. Say that one more time. Those those things like astrology and numerology and tarot, any of those uh, disciplines, they don't create the path. They simply light it for light it up for you, so you can see the path. Beautiful. So, for instance, I had a client just come in this week. Um, she was all upset because um, her her job let her go, <clears throat> and. Um, you know, she thinks that there's something wrong, like anybody would. You know, what did I do wrong? Well, turns out when you look in the astrology, it very much clearly lays it out that now is a time for a new purpose regarding career. So it's not that something's wrong. It's just you don't understand why you lost the job. Correct. When, once you have that understanding, you go, oh, okay, nothing's really wrong. Well, let's now move forward and find a new job. There, there's a it allows you to flow with your life with great ease and comfort. Does it take away all sorrows and tears? No, but it greatly makes it so much clearer and easier and smoother to to go through life in so many ways. Well, you know, Steve, without getting too personal, um, I if I had not known aspects about my life within the last two or three years, I don't know what I would have been going through because you, there's two issues that I, that you really taught me. One is your path, but the other part is the one that I feel most people have problems with is timing. Yeah. It's, it is such a critical issue because I, let me, let me just say something because I really want to get your input on this. I went through a lot in the last six, seven months where I was uh, coached, if I can use the word, that you must do this now. It's the time to do it now. You are, you are just not uh, allowing yourself to be. You're putting limits on yourself. And I kept feeling, no, it's just yep. not right. It's not right. And I, wanted you to, I want you to talk about that because that's very frustrating to people, Steve. It's very frustrating to people. You know, they're told you must do it, but yet it's the wrong time. Yeah. So astrology is two things. It's information and it's timing. And the timing feels like fate. Um, I guess you could look at it that way. I look at it. um, Let's I look at it this way. Let's say I want a new job. I really want that new job. In fact, I'm thinking of a client right now. Um, he um, he got let go of a job. No, he, I'm sorry, he quit. He quit a job because he thought he had this other one. And the other one fell through. Ooh. And uh, it was a, a shocker to him. I bet. And he spent the next two years looking for jobs and then finally get a, getting a subpar job and being really beating himself up about it. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, no, look, the astrology doesn't show that you're going to get a job this year. So it's, it's just not going to happen until next year when, when a lot of parameters change. 
And it took all the pressure off of him. And so then the next year came, and it's like two-thirds of the year had gone by, and he still didn't have this really great job that was promised. He goes, what's going on? I said, look, <laughs> let me look again. So in modern astrology, there's like three, four, five different timing methods. In Greek astrology, there are 40-some timing methods. Mm. that are all to be used, one within the other, like a, like a finely woven rug. Mm-hmm. The life is that's that well thought out by the soul ahead of time. It's not the planets creating it. The planets illuminate it. And so I, I said, well, let me look again. So we looked at all the parameters and said, look, it's going to happen between February and your birthday, which was a couple months after that. Right. Okay. Well, the last, wait a minute. The last yeah. week before his birthday, um, this... He got this super, super great job, just like the astrology. Wow. So based on that, it was he had free will to go around looking for a job. He certainly had. Absolutely. Yet the timing is just I I really want people to understand that it's a timing issue. You you can't play games with God's plan, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. So let's say he pushed forward, ignored the astrology, which is his free will decision, right? He pushes forward and he gets a different job um, working for this company B. And because of that, he he stops his search uh, in that second year. And that means he would miss out on that opportunity that came up right before his birthday Mm -hmm. for company A. Mm -hmm. It's It's about life God, whatever word you want to term you want to use, it's given this given this ability to us to help us flow with life the best. And our the, the timing is dependent on so many other things. Maybe a position that that company that you really like wasn't going to open up for two years, and it would be best to wait for that position. It'd be so much better if he waited for that company. And so you got to wait because that person isn't quit yet, right? It's true. It's that. But then what would he do for money? Well, he had a different job. It just, he uh, just Oh, okay. So he had but, just tried his okay. time. But there was also okay. deep, profound learning. He said he was very arrogant. He was very privileged growing up. And he said that losing of that job and being at this subpar job, after two years of that, I finally gained some hum- – these are his own real worlds – words. I finally gained some humility and I realized that, you know, all the ego associated with high dollar jobs and stuff, that's what I grew up with. But what I've come to realize that what's most important to me is my uh, spouse and my friends. Ah, that's profound. See, that's the soul's learning. It's, It's not about career in the end. It's about the learning you go through while you go through these things. And what is that learning specifically about? That's what astrology is good at, if you get a good astrology reading. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to talk about your astrology readings. Because, yeah. one, before the show is over, I want people to know how to reach you. And I want to just make a statement that I have had many astrologers in my life, Steve, and they've been very helpful. And I'm, I will, because I love astrology. Okay. Yet... When I first did my astrology reading with you, it was so fine-tuned, and it was, I believe it was about location, 
And then I contacted you about a year or so ago when I realized, I don't know why I didn't know, but that you did career and, and besides location, purpose, and all of these incredible readings to help someone. And I want people to know that to have such an opportunity to work with you, Steve, will give them a freedom and a just a, re, more, a little bit more relaxation, peace in their life. It doesn't mean that all the problems are going to go away. I'm going through a transformation myself, and I have days that are better than others because I'm going deep within myself to find these, yeah. you know, truths. And you help people with that. Yeah. You yep. help people with that. You helped a 19-year-old person who was a student, and I personally observed it, who did not know where and what direction, could not even wake up in the morning. This person was so frustrated. And I saw after you had worked with this person that the, just flowing. I mean, absolutely, life is a game from a two-hour session. So yeah, I, um, I it, encourage it, people. Yeah, go it ahead. You, it teaches you about yourself. Yes, and what else, what else is there? I mean, you got to know about yourself you first. Know yourself. You know, yeah. that, that's what the Greeks, Plato said, know thyself. Yeah. And those are empty words unless you have specific methods to do that. Mm -hmm. Now, I have a real interesting question that just popped up. Mm -hmm. If someone like, um, say, Doug and, and um, Don, who own BBS Radio, had come to you a year before the paradise california fires how would that have shown up or would it have so i don't that's an area of astrology that i i, I don't do is um uh kind of like world astrology or mundane astrology mm -hmm. um it, it is said and i haven't i haven't searched this i haven't studied this out but it is said that um an astrologer uh predicted the great london fire um, I remember there was an English astrologer that said somewhere in the late 1700s that America would be a great country uh, amongst nations. Um, I've, I've dabbled in that kind of um, um, what's called mundane astrology, the events of the current time. Um, and uh, I will say that I did call each election accurately. Since first time uh, uh, Obama was elected. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I clearly, I, that's because of the fine-tuned methods of Greek astrology. Um, but um, could I, like, could I have predicted a fire there? Oh gosh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think I, I don't think so. But I don't really know because I'm not in that branch of astrology. Okay. But it is true that each event has can have a chart, like towns can have charts, the cities, countries. Um, you can understand them through the idea of, of archetypes, um, something Socrates came up with. Um, so, so events and places do have birth charts. Um, I remember I, I was looking at a major comet back in the mid to late 2000s, and I, it was a pretty, pretty strong comet pretty, pretty or, or highly visible. And I studied out the chart of that comment. I went, something with housing is going to happen. Ah. 
and that was before, right before 2008, there is a report of an astrologer who continually warned about um, Pluto crossing the ascendant of the U.S. chart the week, um, the second week of September. Um, oh, September 11th? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's amazing to me because I know when you do a chart, Steve, you can look in the past and say, ah, I can see where this happened. I can yes, see where this can. happened. Yes. So can. that's why I questioned if you could see it. Now, what a uh, real quick question. I, what about a test tube baby? Are they going to have a chart just like you and me? Absolutely. There's a soul okay. there. It's, it's tracking the soul. I don't care how it gets there. It's got okay. a soul. <laughs> okay. Well, I, you know, that no was born my... wrong, No one's born at the wrong time either. It's, <laughs> it's not the chart. Yep. Now, I just find it all fascinating. Now, how does someone contact you to get a uh, session? Go to universalcompass.com, U-N-I-V-E-R-S-A-L-C-O-M-P-A-S-S.com. And the third page is a contact page. You just fill out your name, your email address, say you want a reading, and then I'll get back to you. Um, we we sometimes can take care of it just with email. Sometimes I have to call and talk to you on the phone a little bit. It just depends on what kind of reading you want. Well, we're already we have about about two or three readings we want to have with you because we want to look at the location together and we have all these kinds of things we want to do because you have so much to offer people. And uh, now, is there anything else you wanted to discuss? Uh, we have just a few more minutes. Is there anything else you want to discuss, Steve, that you'd like to share? I think I'd like to elaborate just a little bit more upon that free will. Okay, good. What do you want to say? Um, I'm formulating my thoughts, sorry. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> um, We're on radio. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, right. Um, so it has been discussed by historians that Indian astrology from India was used to enforce the caste system so that if the gods and the stars tell me that you're an untouchable, which you can never get out of, then you have to go clean my pit toilet. You have to do all these horrible jobs that I don't want to do. And that was a very fatalistic view on life. That kind of view made its way into what we now call European astrology or even modern astrology. Mm. And that didn't get shaken until after I was born. So this idea of astrology equals fate is, is you know, we deserve it, um, that, that kind of association. But it should not be there. That, that kind of cruelty on humans should never have been allowed. The Greeks never thought that fate was fixed, is my point. Fate was simply the, the stage that was set. And at, both at the beginning of life and through each year. But the most important thing is your free will response to that. And there, there's, a, there's a fate even just to begin with because there are certain priorities that each higher self has for this life of a psychological nature, uh, of, a, of a soul learning evolutional nature, evolutionary nature. Uh, that's really what it's all about is that free will response. Well, that's good to know. And I, it's, it's fascinating. I was reading about astrology um, in the last couple of weeks and you're the best astrologers, which you are, know history because it's yeah, it's just yeah, it's it's just part of it because I have been so 
amazed at how accurate you are. And the one thing that you have done for so many people is to help them with the timing so that they don't feel the stress yeah. of, oh, my goodness. I and I have calls all the time, Steve, from, from friends and people saying, well, when's it going to happen? And I always say, call Steve. <laughs> gotta, you got to flow with spirit. You got to flow with God. It's, it's yeah. a co-production. It's not just what you want whenever you want it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's hard for people because we're in a world now that's uh, snap your fingers. I want it now. Yep. And then there's something and I've, I, I know that there's a lot of change going on with this, but that's, there's almost something wrong with you. Like you were talking about your client earlier. Mm. Oh, well, what's wrong with me? I didn't, you know, I lost my job. Well, there's nothing wrong. No, no, everything is right. You get to renew your purpose. How exciting that is, right? Yeah, exactly. So I find I found that to be um, one of the greatest teaching tools that you shared with me is about timing. Uh, obviously, we have a, a soul's journey, and then we also have timing on that. So, I, Steve, I do a lot of, uh, medical astrology too. I wanted to mention that. What's that? I do a lot of medical astrology. Uh, you know, I me- I saw that in, in um, some information about you. You do medical astrology classes to interested students, um, five levels of medical astrology. Yep. So I guess someone yep. can contact you about that as well. Just finished a level three. Yeah. Um, oh. So and it's going to start a new, a new level one. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's looking at the psychological and soul level lessons that underlie in ill health condition. It's not about biology. The biology can come in because of the underlying soul level learning lesson and psychology that's that's underneath that health issue. Do you do that online or do you do that in Seattle? Um, I do all of them online or in Seattle. Oh, okay. All right. Do most of your clients come from Seattle or you do them all over the country? I've done them, you know, most probably are in, in Seattle, but I've done them a lot all over the country and many countries in the world, actually. So, so. you, so all they need is uh, internet and um, yep. Yep. that's it. Okay. Uh, Sounds it's, good. It's Bean, which is, you know, a well-known business platform for, it's kind of like Skype. Um, so okay. it's, good. it's quality. Good. So, well, give us your email again and I'm uh, not your email, but your website and, um, universalcompass.com great and y'all give uh, steve a, a email or just contact him because you will find him to be incredible and steve i want to thank you so much for helping my family and i want to thank you so much for being on the show this evening it's been a very entertaining and informative show about astrology because i really feel like you gave everyone exactly the truth of that astrology is just not sun signs. So that's, that's powerful. Absolutely yeah. powerful. Anything thank you want to say before we leave? Just thank you for uh, having me on here. You're one of my favorites. And oh, thank uh, you. Um, I, uh, I'm very happy to have the chance to say a few things about something that can be kind of misunderstood. Yes, very much so. And it's a powerful tool for life. So thank you, Steve. And everyone, go ahead. I'll just, you bet. Thank you. And y'all come back on 
Saturday, next Saturday, 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern for the Living Your Soul's Journey. And we'll be talking about some wonderful subjects. So look forward to talking to you next week. And have a beautiful evening and be blessed. Good night. Thank you for listening in to Living Your Soul's Journey. Be sure and visit Vicki in her virtual home at VickiFord.com to learn more about you and how to overcome roadblocks in your path. Until next week, be in gratitude and thank you for tuning in to Living Your Soul's Journey.